This is another episode of Main Corpse. I am your host, Matt. And I'm Kelsey. This is Kelsey. We have got a story for you that's going to turn the stomach. All right. So let's see how many people we can get to stare at us while we eat a lot of food um, right now. Mm-hmm. So this is Matt. And this is Kelsey. And this is Main Corpse Podcast. And we are um, recording around um, other awkward vendors at a um, <laughs> at Paracon 2023. Uh, we're probably going to get stared at a lot while we do this. We're but here we go. We are. We're eating in front of a lot of people. So what food did we get today? Do you want to describe what we have in front of us? We have a turkey Reuben. We have some kind of burger. What is it, Britt? Cajun burger. Cajun the burger. Cajun burger. We got corned beef hash. Mm-hmm. We have the a ranch. Ranch roast beef. Ranch beef. <laughs> um, a West Virginia dog because do. it's Matt. Yes. Um, it's me. We also have chocolate chip cookies, broccoli salad to try, and um, <laughs> cinnamon rolls. Yeah, we have. You know what? You guys will see the picture. An you already know what food. Okay. So you know I'm, what we're about. I'm going to start with the. The Reuben? The, the ranch. The, the ranch, okay. Uh, what is this again, Brittany? Ranch roast beef? Yeah, did you guys say where we got stuff from? Mm, it is Crystal Cafe. The Crystal Cafe, uh, downtown Parkersburg. It is the oldest uh, restaurant in the city since 1948, and it's just like the most adorable lunch It's pretty ever. amazing. It this was, is outstanding. It was packed at breakfast time. This is, this is really good. <laughs> it really is. Oh, so this is it's so good. This is the um, thing that we we asked, like we generally do, what's your best item? And the ranch roast beef was one of the items that they named, so that's Um, what we did. It is salty, it is cheesy, it is ranchy, and it it is absolutely delicious. It is melty, and it is on Texas toast. That is the exact kind of thing I thought that was. It's so Uh much a patty melt. Okay, so that is outstanding. So now let's go to the Reuben. All right. I like the coleslaw. It's a very good Reuben. Mm-hmm. You're not hearing anything right now because, like, they have they have no words. Mm-hmm. The Reuben is also really good. The turkey mm-hmm. is very, very good. The um, the slaw that's on that is really, really excellent. And again, it's on it's on like really good toast. So. All right. This is the I lost my I lost my raisin. The broccoli salad. It's sweet. It, very rich. It's got it a lot of flavor. maybe needs a tag because mm-hmm. it is very sweet. It's, it, it's a little too sweet for my flavor. Yeah. I was going to say, if there was a little bit of vinegar to it, though, I would I agree. Be... I agree. If it was more like a... A little bit more like a coleslaw, maybe I would like yeah. it more. I do like it, though. Yeah. I enjoy it. Um, I'm going to try this West Virginia hot dog. Yeah? Because I can't I can't look at this anymore without trying it. So let's Does give it, it have mustard? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's fine. I'll just be left out. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Didn't hurt my feelings that much. Give it a shot. Oh, yes. How is it? You know what? Don't even tell me. Give me a second. Everything aside from the bun is delicious. I the was bun's, about to say. The bun's I a little actually, overdone. Um, no, I like the bun. So someone, so it, it, it feels like it's chewy. been heated. It's a little chewy. The hot dog, the sauce, mm-hmm. the slaw, it's delicious. It's That's really, really, really good. That's a really good hot dog. Mm-hmm. Um, all of that is good. The only thing I don't like is it 
almost feels like the bun was um, not steamed and microwaved. Correct. That's what I got from it, too. Maybe the bun had been frozen at one point, possibly. Mm, maybe. But, again, Brittany did say they got slammed I, this morning. They I, were very that, busy when we came by. I don't think I saw a microwave. The guy was back there just, gotcha. like, fresh making everything. Either way, aside from bun aside, that coleslaw is perfect. The sauce is perfect. Um, the mustard is just right. Um, it's all very good. So Kelsey's getting into a wonderfully special item. Yeah, so um, they gave Brittany some corned beef hash for us to try because they said you need to try the breakfast food here. And it so. is not out of a can, folks. It is it homemade. It is homemade. And it is spectacular. It is spectacular. I don't like corned beef, and that is amazing. Yeah, Matt's, Matt's doing the same thing I was doing, which is not giving it back. Matt never takes more than a single bite of corned beef hash. So understand that he just took two or three bites. That is that is the best corned beef that hash I've ever had. That's really okay. good. Okay. Wow. So far, I am um, I am genuinely blown away so far. Um, yeah. I want to try their burger next. All right. Yeah, I had him put just everything on it. Oh, okay. It's a good diner burger. It's got it's got good flavor. It's cooked well. Um, mm -hmm. The toppings are excellent. It's Fresh. a diner burger. I liked the bun. Yeah, me too. It's a nice it was soft really good. bun. I was impressed. Um, yeah, I don't so need again, toppings on that. That's there is good. nothing here. I'm not I'm not genuinely oh, impressed good. with. This is this is very good. I'll just take a piece of yours. There's three cookies. Three cookies. <laughs> you want me to eat my own cookie? Or me? One, yeah. One whole cookie to myself? There's two peanut butter chocolate chip and then there's a regular chocolate chip. Oh. Oh, I think I got a peanut butter chocolate Do chip. You want peanut butter chocolate chip? Um, I will try that if you want to give me a piece of it. Okay, I'll give you a piece. You okay, take go for it. Alright. I'm going to try the chocolate chip. That is a good, soft, moist um, cookie. So the, the peanut, the, the, the regular one mm -hmm. is way crunchier and I still like it. And that's a lot coming from me because I generally don't go for oh. crunchy cookies. Yeah, it's um, nice. It is very, it's got good flavor though. All right. I'll be the judge of that. Yeah, that's like when my mom makes a good homemade one. Mm-hmm. It's, it's nice. It's very butter forward to me. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of butter out of it. I would add a little bit of salt to it, but that mm -hmm. would be the only thing. It's a good cookie. Mm -hmm. But also, you've eaten a good lot recipe. of things that are very salty. <laughs> you know what, Brittany? You, you can know? come on here if you're going to keep calling us out while we're trying to review. Why, Why are you doing this in. to us? What did we do? Um, <laughs> the peanut butter one's better. Yes. I like the peanut butter one a lot. Okay. I don't even know where to start with this. Yeah, I would just say dig in somewhere. Good luck. Go with God. You guys need to see this cinnamon roll. I can't wait for you to see the picture. And I I'm sorry. Lots of pictures. If you're hearing the wind in the back, it's whipping this tent around like crazy. We're in a giant. Oh tent. my God. Oh, how is it? You don't need to eat any of it. It's I don't fine. get any of the cinnamon roll now. I need another piece just to be sure, you know? The texture is perfect. The cinnamon is perfect. The topping is perfect. Mm, this is an amazing cinnamon roll. This this place is a, this place is a, a is a gem. This it place is, is very good. This is damn near the best place we've ever had on it the show. It is up there. It's I'm up there. I'm so happy we just randomly walked past it. And guys, it, when you see the obscene amount of food that we got for twenty five dollars, you're gonna be blown away. So. Um, yeah. It was worth every penny. Crystal Cafe. That's what it's called, right, Brittany? Crystal Cafe if you in are Parkersburg. In Parkersburg and you're at Paracon, which by the way, that's where we are, Paracon 2023, um, you need to come here. You need to go there and eat lunch, um, eat breakfast, eat whatever they have. It's only a block from the hotel. 
literally beside the hotel. It is delicious. All right. I have nothing else to say. I'm going to eat the rest of this now. <laughs> yeah, me too. All right, Matt. I think it is time for us to get back into it. Yeah, I, I, I've had a lot of time to think about it. And yeah. uh, I'm ready. I'm ready to hear more. I'm sure you are. Yep, I'm here for it. All right. So we're picking back up in 2009. Freddie Glenn was denied parole after the Colorado Parole Board received a letter from actor Kelsey Grammer, who described Glenn as a butcher and a monster. The board also heard from other relatives of the victims and from the detectives before deciding not to release Glenn from prison. When Glenn first appeared before the parole board in 2009, he had a testy exchange with the panel about his role in the murders. Five years later, he took the advice of a clemency consultant and agreed to take the blame for Grammer's killing because the consultant told him that's what the board needs to hear. The board needs to hear you accept responsibility for what they believe you did, right? Mm-hmm. After the hearing, Glenn wrote a letter to Kelsey saying that he was ashamed of his performance and wanted to explain what really happened. Part of that letter read, I apologize to you for the loss of your sister during my hearing, and I meant every word of it from my heart. I am also so sorry that you have to live with the pain and hatred for me. Had I cooperated and saved myself and told them Larry Dunn killed your sister and testified against Michael Corbett, I wouldn't be in prison today. Larry Dunn took the life of your sister and was actively involved in the other two murders. Oh, um, okay. Before this continues, I'm just going to throw one thing out there. Yes, sir. Um, I understand where Kelsey Grammer would be coming from with that initial letter. I haven't heard more yet, so we'll go there. Had it been my sister or my loved one, I would not want any of these three people back on the streets. However... That's not the way the justice system should work. It doesn't really matter at the end of the day if someone has served the time that is equitable based on what they did, then they should probably be allowed to be released. Um, but I will wait to hear more. Um, I just want to say that, like, right off the bat, I understand where he's coming from. Yeah, definitely. And we'll I, see where it goes from there. I'm being honest with you when I say this was a roller coaster for me. Okay. And weeks and weeks of research and work to get to where we are. Um, Glenn's story in his letter contradicted the, the statement that he gave to the board members. His statement, he said, I stabbed Miss Grammer. I stabbed Miss Grammer. I accept full responsibility and I hold myself accountable for the death of Miss Grammer. I do. And this is the second time he's spoken to anybody about this is 2014 keep in mind how long he's been in prison since 1975 or 76 just hold that in the back of your mind he went on to equivocate noting that the felony murder law made him as guilty as the person who did commit the murder and it prompted the board members to press him to be more specific about what he did or did not do and J.R. Hall a board chair who was a retired deputy sheriff, said, I have some concerns about his minimization of his crimes. I would like to 
hear him take ownership of the crime. Now, I said that sassy, and I know I said that sassy. I can't read it not sassy. Because well, it was a very sassy thing to say, so. I, I find it very pretentious. It, yeah, it comes across that way. The police report says that you killed Miss Grammer and that she was raped by the three of you. We want to know what you take responsibility for and what was your part. Glenn was <coughs> absolutely adamant that he did not take part in any rape. As for the killing, he explained that Dunn was supposed to let Grammer go. He took her out of the car and was trying to untie her hands. There was a struggle. There was a panic. He stated he didn't remember stabbing Karen Grammer. He also said, we were on acid, we were high, but I accept responsibility. And he went on in prison saying that he had done everything he could to try to make up for the damage he'd caused as basically a child. He was 17, 18 when this happened. And again, I know there are young people who do horrible, horrible things, but there's something about this one that doesn't sit right with me. He he helped other inmates to turn their lives around while he was in prison. He had many, many letters of support to bring to the parole board. He had a family, a job, a home waiting for him in Florida. And he said, what purpose does it serve to further incarcerate me? Why should I be exempt from receiving a second chance? I mean, I get where he's coming from. I'm the wrong person to be on this parole board. <laughs> I, I get where he's coming from. But I, I also understand that, like, when you were reading what this group of people did, it just, like, my initial reaction without knowing any of them, without being around any of them, without ever talking with any of them, like the parole board got to do, is these are people that do not need to be back on the streets. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I understand that what they did, and there's also a part of me that, like, when... When someone's taking responsibility for something, one of my big pet peeves is when they're taking responsibility, but they still remind you, but I was on drugs, but I take responsibility, but I was on acid. And it's like, that doesn't help anything. It doesn't come across for me that way. <clears throat> okay, I, I gotcha. It comes across for me personally, reading his statement as, I don't remember everything because we were on drugs, but I will take responsibility for what happened. Yeah. That's how it comes across to me, but... I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I, I appreciate that you have a different point of view on that, because I, I'm very sympathetic today, and I don't know why. Yeah, because I, I... It's I never am, me. <laughs> I am, and I'm, and at the same time, I'm not. I'm like, I'm weird on this one, and I want to hear more. So keep going, because this one is extremely interesting. Yeah, so um, in Colorado... A state prisoner who is seeking parole has to undergo what's known as a full board review. And that's a process which requires only four of the nine parole board members. After deliberation, the board said that he had untreated criminogenic needs and denied his parole. So a full board, oh, sorry, full board review only requires four of the nine members. That's Correct. not even, that's not even a half board review. That's a, what if they're, what if they're halvesies on this one? That's like a, who's the tiebreaker? That's a 40, that's a 40% board review is what he got there. That's, that's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. The denial of this parole was absolutely crushing for his surviving family and other supporters, including a woman he calls his fiance named Belinda Gardner. Now, I think this is the part that got me. 
And I'll tell you why. Because I don't believe a maniacal killer going on a killing spree would have this many people who still supported him. Family, yes. But this is a woman who he met prior to going to jail that believes with absolute certainty that he's innocent. I find, I don't feel like someone would put their entire life on the line like this without like there being something, but you know what? Some people would, I, I personally would not devil's advocate here. Go for it. My initial thoughts on this, when you first said that, what that, that he has a fiance, I was like, well, yeah, most convicted killers have a fiance once they get in prison because the notoriety, but having met her before that does change that a little bit for me. Um, and, and you're right. I mean, the, the idea that she has stuck around since 1975, um, seems. And been to every one of his hearings. So, um, Grammer originally planned to attend another of the parole board hearings at the correctional facility, but rain delayed his um, JFK airport flight. I don't know why it was phrased that way. Probably because I didn't reread that sentence. Um, (laughs) And it caused him to miss his connecting flight to Denver. So instead, he sends a letter to Robert Russell, who was the retired El Paso County, Colorado DA, who is the the one that prosecuted Glenn. During the hearing... Glenn told the board, I apologize for my participation in something so terrible, and I am truly and sincerely remorseful. According to his letter to Russell, Grammer described his sister, who had graduated from high school and decided to take a year off after she attended a semester of college. He indicated that she was said to have moved to Colorado Springs because of a boy that she liked. And he wrote that she is so smart. She was good and decent. She wrote poetry and loved being alive. We could laugh for hours together. I was supposed to protect her. I couldn't. I have never gotten over it. I was supposed to save her. I could not. It very nearly destroyed me. When we heard this man might be paroled, the suffering began anew. (sighs) I don't doubt him. I don't not doubt. Okay, listen, it's not that I doubt him. I just don't feel like he's being very reasonable. I I don't think he's being reasonable. I agree with you on that. But I also understand from the perspective of someone who lost a loved one, especially at a young age, especially in the manner that they lost them, to not want anyone connected to it to be on the streets again. I do think maybe he's certainly not being impartial. I'll give you that. But I also don't, at this point, I don't, dislike either one of these two for their actions. I understand him saying, listen, I'm going to take responsibility for what I do, but I also understand the brother of the victim saying, listen, this almost killed me. This destroyed my life for a few years. Yeah, for sure. I have not been able to get over it. Like, I think every day, where would she be right now? Would I have nieces and nephews? Would I have this or that? Like, it it would just, it would eat at you. It would definitely do it. But I also don't think that his input on this should have the gravity that that it does. But see, that falls to me on the shoulders of the parole board, not on him. Because I don't have a problem with him expressing, like, this is how I feel, and you guys need to know Yeah, that. for sure. Because there's no way you can ask him to feel any other way. 
Yeah, no, I'm but, not. I'm. That's um, not how I feel about it at all. I get it. So much as I feel like maybe his celebrity is a little. It's For weighing sure. way too hard. Heavily. Yeah. yeah. It's weighing way too heavy on this. Um, I agree because, and I, I don't know that he sees it that way. He probably does because, I mean, you're probably right. Had this just been the random brother who works at a coal mine or at a gas station, Fucking they probably Arby's, wouldn't yeah. listen to it the same way they do him. Exactly. But I also can't fault him for saying the way he feels Yeah, about no, it. definitely. Oh, man, this is sad. It's tough, yeah. right? So his next request for parole was deferred for three years. At that parole board, he- board hearing, Kelsey Grammer gave an emotional testimony via video conference where he offered his forgiveness to Glenn because after being convicted... Glenn was remorseful for killing his sister. However, Grimmer has said that Glenn should stay behind bars and serve out the remainder of his life sentence. He did not have a life sentence. He had a 10 to life. So he has served that, technically. He's served the minimum of it, yes. He's served more than the minimum. Well, didn't he have three consecutive? He had three, and he has served... Over 30 years Got of it. it. So, yeah, he's technically over what the minimum would have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That said, in um, 2017, Grammer repeated his position when Glenn became eligible for parole again. He stated, I have learned to forgive. I've even told the guy that I forgive him. Although I don't advocate his freedom, I don't think that's reasonable. In a letter to the parole board, I said that the punishment shouldn't be worse for the family than it is for the guy that killed the person. And that's what it feels like. He says he's also forgiven himself. I know a lot of people who have lost their siblings and blame themselves. It's hard to explain. It's not rational, but it happens anyway. I believe the gift of life and freedom he took from my sister precludes him from ever being allowed to enjoy that gift for himself. He took her future from her with no regard for her whatsoever. He assumed he had the right to do so. He assumed she was his property and the precious gift that God gave her was his to take. He said that the tragedies that he has endured have helped him to appreciate what he has. That everyone of use is going to experience some terrible loss. I just got a really big dose. For every story you hear that's tragic, there's another equally tragic or more so. I think you come to look at it as part of life. During the parole hearing, they always ask the same questions. Date of birth, inmate number, they ask to account for things that happened nearly half a century ago. They want Glenn to explain his part in the three killings over the 12-day period in 1975. He's expected to offer reasons, the how and the why. He stated, I was 17 years old when I came to Colorado Springs. I did everything right. I got a job at Fort Carson. I had an apartment. I had a car. I had never been in trouble in my life. I got involved with two guys, and I wish I'd never met them. Behind bars, Glenn is considered a model prisoner. He's taken every rehabilitative program available to him, studied everything from carpentry to the habits of successful people, and has mentored many inmates. He's had no disciplinary write-ups in the decades, prompting parole board members to make comments like, you've done your time well, and still his application continues to be denied. He doesn't deny accompanying the others or their crimes, but he believes he's doing way more time than he deserves. He's been jailed for over 40 years, and he allegedly didn't kill anyone. Now, this is my argument. Our prison system is supposed to be rehabilitative. Correct. We're supposed to be able to utilize it to rehabilitate people. Correct. He has taken every program and not had any problems. 
do we think that he would go out and kill again? Do um, we think he killed in the first place? I do. Um, and the only reason I do okay. is because he doesn't... We don't know because he doesn't yeah. remember it. Um, that's, that's where I really am struggling with this one. Because if there was clarity from the three of them where, where we could say two of them did it and one didn't, then I might feel... I. So I'll get to my point here in a second. This is... <laughs> The problem the problem that I see here is this is Do we un- feel that a life sentence without the option of parole makes more sense than the death penalty when we're not going to use the prison system for rehabilitation? I see where you're coming from with it. I understand it. I feel like I need more time to think on this one before I give a concrete answer. I've been on thinking that. about it for weeks. I know. So. Um because it's so the thing is, when it comes when it comes to crimes, um, I always look at sex crimes significantly differently mm-hmm. than even murder, because it's and and then when when you pile a sex crime on top of murder, you're you're talking about just taking someone and and just literally doing what Kelsey Grammer said and using them as your property. Um, their body belongs to you. You do what they, you want with it. Their life belongs to you. It's yours to take away or let them keep. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I feel like I treat those differently. So because of that, I look at this one a little bit differently than I would if it were, if it were someone who was just driving a getaway car at a murder scene. Um, I also struggle with, with the fact that he was on acid and doesn't really remember. So no, do I think he's going to go out and kill again? No. So my answer would be he should be paroled because if the, the question is, will he go out and kill again? The answer is, I would say there's almost a 100% likelihood that he would not. Um, is it a guarantee? No, but is anything ever a guarantee? Um, so he should probably... I mean, I don't probably... know that you're not going to hit some kid with your car on your way right. home today. Like... Exactly. So should he be paroled? Yes, he should be paroled. Um, has he done too much time based on the crime that he was part of or potentially part of? Um, not necessarily. Not necessarily. I don't say that, but I don't think that he should continue to be denied. Right. Um, personally. It's a I mean, personal if he's, opinion. If he's done everything that they've asked him to do and he's done it well and uh, he's served his time, then yeah, I think he should be paroled. Um, But I also completely understand the opposite side of that. Um, I don't think it's um, unreasonable for a family member to advocate for a stricter punishment. Um, But I think he's... That's what you do. I think he's wrong for advocating for a stricter punishment uh, at the end of the day. Maybe I'll feel differently about it the more I think about it. But, um, yeah, he should probably be paroled, is what I would say. I'll just wait. I've got more. Okay. Let's hear it. All right. Glenn still maintains that his only crime was just being there in the first place. Kelsey Grammer's success in sitcoms and movies cast a national spotlight on his sister's violent death. Tabloid Press has followed closely as Grammer addressed the parole board. Um, He's called Glenn a butcher and a monster to the press as well. He declared that he forgives Glenn, but doesn't want to see him released, which we know all of that. And he made the comment to give that um, blessing would be a betrayal on my sister's life. 
And I get why he feels that 100%. way. A hundred percent. But they shouldn't they shouldn't take his his celebrity is certainly impacting this. There's no way it's not. Yeah. Glenn's supporters still maintain that Glenn was not directly involved with any of the murders for which he is serving time, saying that he was essentially the pawn of two highly manipulative predators. But they don't know that for a fact. That's what sucks about this one. That's what sucks is they're taking his word for it, but he also says he doesn't know because he was high when he did it. So they don't know that he was just the pawn. Maybe when he was high, he was he turned into a different person. Maybe. Who knows? I mean, Just, this is a wild you know one. I've got Go more, ahead, though. I've got more to say. All right, sir. All right. So when Glenn met Gardner, Belinda, his uh, fiance, she was 15, and they got to know each other before he was ever arrested. She stood by him ever since, saying that I've been a wife to him as much as I can be to an incarcerated person. She goes to his parole hearings, like I said. Um, in 2017, she fled the room, frustrated by what she sees as a lack of fairness in the process, which I can see. I can too. Yeah. Yep. She didn't attend his latest hearing stating, I don't see that there's anything else that he could do at this point that would make a difference. He listened to the guy telling him, hey, you need to admit to it, take it, whatever, and they'll, they'll let you go if you take responsibility. And it didn't work. All it did was backfire. And she stated that he may have shifted his story trying to tell the board what they wanted to hear. But she believes what Freddie has always told her is that he never killed Karen Grammer, and she stated Freddie is not a killer. In prison, Michael Corbett, who um, is now going by Hassani, wrote letters supporting Glenn's version of events. He took sole responsibility for the murders and accused Dunn of the murder of Grammer. While even Michael Corbett admitted Glenn's innocence in a letter that was addressed to um, Belinda, the parole board didn't take it into consideration. For the reading of this letter, um, you should know that Freddie Glenn is now going by Sayani Fusani Masamba. Dear Belinda, I pray this letter finds you doing well as to be expected. I was very happy to receive your letter. I am very sorry about your health situation. I guess as we get older, the problems start to occur, which is something that I have no control over. All we can do is deal with it best we can. I am holding down pretty well with my health. Everything is stable. I have to deal with getting on the dialysis machine three days out of the week for four hours each time. That is why I'm pushing so hard to get out of the situation that I'm in so that I can get the kidney transplant because I can't get one while I'm incarcerated. How do we feel about that? It's it's ludicrous. We should have to take care of our prisoners if we're going to keep them in there their entire you life. You can't have a transplant if yeah, you're incarcerated. That's insane. That's, we, we If you're going to hold somebody um, in prison for their entire life, you have to be able to facilitate their health care needs, and that includes transplants. Um, you You can't... Their life matters right whether we like it or not we wouldn't have gotten rid of the death penalty exactly so yes we should we should have to be able to take care of their needs if they're if they're in our prison system that's cruel yeah yeah they should at least make it on the list same as everybody else notice that i have no no qualms about saying that one okay (laughs) moving on to the next paragraph okay baby sister you wanted to know the real deal about my brother sayani it's like this For one, Sayani never killed anybody. They lied on him because 
Russell and Smith was mad at him for not turning on me. Larry Dunn was the one that really killed Grammer. They gave Sayani that murder case. As for profit, I did that. And I even went and testified at Sayani's trial with a life sentence in that one. I admitted to mine at my first parole hearing in 1996. All Sayani should have gotten of is accessory to first degree murder, which only carries 10 years. When we were on the street, Sayani was the mellow one. I was the wild one. But as you know, those that were close to me, I should much love to. Listen, this is directly Mm -hmm. poor. I didn't write this. It's okay. (laughs) I was really into the party set, getting high in the works that goes with the lifestyle. My lifestyle really wasn't Sayani's. He was just really there. They lied on him saying he danced around our kitchen table with a bloody knife, saying that he wanted to feel what it was like to stab someone. For one, I was the one who killed Prophet. It's on record who killed Prophet. I did it. They gave Larry Dunn full immunity on three first-degree murder charges to turn on me and Sayani. And since we aren't talking to them, they gave Larry Dunn's murder case to Sayani because he wouldn't turn on me. They killed two birds with one lie. They implicated me in the grammar case, and I wasn't even there. They made the media think I was involved in that case. Bob Russell finally admitted at my 2010 that I wasn't involved in that case, but the damage has already been done, so they're poisoning us through media with lies. Okay, baby sister, it's time for me to close this. Write me and ask me anything. I'm open. Please take care of yourself and stay in touch. Big brother, with love. And that was written on March 23rd of 2015. Corbin had been on dialysis for kidney failure for several days, and he died in 2019, still serving multiple life sentences. Dunn died several years earlier in a Louisiana prison. According to the news release from the 4th Judicial District DA's office, Corbett died of natural causes at a metro hospital on Monday, June 24th of 2019. His next parole hearing would have been in 2020. Glenn wrote another letter to Kelsey Grammer. Hello, Mr. Grammer. At my parole board hearing, you asked me why I never tried to contact you myself, and if I had, maybe you could have helped me. Prison policy doesn't allow inmates to contact family members or victims. However, as I said at my hearing, I still tried to contact you myself, as did my fiance Belinda Gardner, and my sister, Gwendolyn. I have had numerous opportunities to grant interviews to newspapers, TV stations locally and nationally, etc., I was never interested in contacting or speaking with these people out of respect for you and your sister. I always wanted you to be able to hear me first so I could tell you what really happened. I didn't want you to read or hear it through the media, so that's why I stood silent. Out of pure desperation, I thought about granting some woman an interview shortly before my parole board hearing, but I was advised not to do so. My sister Gwendolyn hired Mr. Buck Taylor, director of the National Clemency Project, to represent me at my parole board hearing. For 40 years, no one has helped me. It's been me against the world. I've been through hell. Everyone has taken to attacking me, lying on me, making me out to be a cold-blooded, horrific killer, when the truth is, I never killed anyone. Enclosed is a letter from Michael Corbett, my co-defendant in the Van Loan and Profit murder cases, in which he admits to. Everything he said is the truth. In case you didn't know, I legally changed my name to Sayani. Kelsey Grammer, I apologize to you for the loss of your sister during my hearing, and I meant every word of it from my heart. Enclosed is a copy of that apology. I am so sorry that you had 
to have lived with that pain and hatred for me. If I never harmed her, why did I admit to killing her at the parole board hearing? Buck Taylor, who was tired to help me, advised me to admit to it. He explained why I should and the consequences of it if I didn't. So I trusted him and I believed him and it made sense to me. Enclosed are the two letters from Mr. Taylor advising me as to what I should say and why. And I said yes, and while I am so ashamed to admit to it, I did it. The newspapers, magazines, television, books, Bob Russell, the DA, Lou Smith, the detective, and no one has ever mentioned that I was offered a consideration or changed to save myself. I was offered a chance for a plea deal agreement if I cooperated in the grammar murder and testified against Michael Corbett in the murders of Mr. Van Loan and Mr. Prophet. I was too scared to tell or snitch on anyone. Instead, I chose to accept responsibility for my involvement in those crimes, which was only me driving a car in what was supposed to be only robberies. Had I cooperated and saved myself and told them Larry Dunn killed your sister and testified against Michael Corbett, I would not be in prison today. Larry Dunn took the life of your sister and was actively involved in the other two murders. He lied on me and was rewarded full immunity on three murder charges. Dunn admitted to raping your sister and falsely accused me of having done the same. I was never charged or convicted of rape or any kind of sexually violent crime, yet I am classified and punished within the Department of Corrections as a political ploy to ensure that I will never be paroled. Dunn died about five or six years ago in a New Orleans prison. Corbett is living in the Department of Corrections main infirmary where he is dying of kidney failure. Soon I will be the only one left alive to pay for their murders, Mr. Grammer or Kelsey. I could tell you so much more, and so could my everything, Belinda, who has been at my side through all of this. Everything I have written has been the truth, and also everything Belinda shares with you will be the truth. I need someone to help me. Belinda and I need someone to help us, and my three remaining sisters need someone to help us as well. You said maybe you could have helped me, and I believed you. Please help me, and I promise you'll not have any regrets. You deserve to know the truth, and the truth deserves to be known. I am willing to do whatever you need me to do, so are Belinda and my sisters. Thank you for reading this. Much respect, and most sincerely, Freddie Glenn. And has anything happened since this letter? That's all I've got. Um, this one is, uh, this one's... It's tough, right? This one's tangled. Um... I get it. I like Kelsey Grammer as an actor. I'm sure that he is doing what he feels is the most correct, but I do feel that he is utilizing his sway. For sure. And the parole board is allowing that. Well, so here here's here's one of the tough ones for me with with this whole deal. Yes. Um we could <laughs> Because, I mean, with Kelsey Grammer and what he's saying, as the brother or family member of a victim, I understand it. Yeah. I do take issue with the fact that he's going to, like, major publications and making... Um, I don't know that he's going to them so much as they're questioning him. As they're him. questioning him. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, just because he's a celebrity doesn't doesn't mean that he shouldn't be able to, to, to tell his piece and to say that. I think that the... Le- that. I think... That how heavily they're weighing it, though. I agree. That's the problem. I think the issue is with the parole board and the way they're weighing it. Yeah, definitely. And the fact that they're saying, well, if we let him out, this is going to be a big news story. It is political. It it is absolutely political. I don't know that Kelsey Grammer's doing it to to 
prove a point or to make a statement or anything like that. I think he's genuinely doing it because it was his sister. Um, I do wish he would have a little bit more compassion because what I'm hearing, especially near the end of their lives, um, at least one of the other two took full responsibility for it and said he didn't have anything to do with it. The problem I think he's going to run into is every time they bring that part or that letter up, they're always going to come back to the thing that I brought up, which is, well, you said you were too high to know what you were doing. How do you, how do they know that you didn't do it? Cause they were high too. Right. Um, that's an issue for him. That's huge. But Definitely. he took somebody's advice and went and did it, uh, which is terrible. Um, this is a rough one. I, at the end of the day, I'm definitely going to side on he should be paroled. That's that's where I'm going to fall. But I am going to say that I at least somewhat understand where I definitely understand where Kelsey Grammer is coming from. Yeah, definitely. I'm annoyed that because he's famous, it's clear that they are taking his uh, testimonies and his statements. Kelsey Grammer is a really smart man, and yeah. I think this is why. I'm irritated with him about this. Sure. Because he knows damn well what he's doing. Mm -hmm. He knows damn well that what weight it has because he's a celebrity. And I understand that he has every right to feel the way he feels. Sure. But he's smart enough to know that what he's doing isn't fair. It's definitely not fair. I'll give you that. Um, but again, it's a personal opinion. Yeah. No, no. I, I see it. Um, I'm going to be thinking about this one for a minute. <laughs> Uh, because, like I said, it, yeah, at the end of the I day... Was, I, I was so gung-ho when I started this research. I was like, yeah, Kelsey Grammer, I love that dude. This is going to be great. And by the end <laughs> of it, I was like, oh, I don't feel very good about any I of this. I don't like Frasier. I know that. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, I like him in most of the things I've seen him in. I think his, uh, I, I think his, his views on, on this murder are are valid, but at the same time, he needs to understand that there has to be some common sense exercised here. And common sense tells you that the third member of this party um, has served his time and should probably be free at this point. Should have been free I find long it, ago. Yeah, so. I find it really strange that the parole board isn't even considering the fact that he has a place to go. He has a job lined mm -hmm. up. Like, he has family Correct. that want to take him. It's it's not a normal situation where you're just freeing him into the world and yeah. saying, good luck, sir. Mm -hmm. He's got he's got everything yep. that he would need. And I don't know what the job is. I don't know that it's a good job. It's probably Walmart, probably a restaurant. Yeah, I don't know. Who cares? I mean, if he's going to be a contributing member of society, um, yeah. you know, he's going to be I paying his taxes. I don't feel and... that it's fair to the taxpayers to continue to house someone that Really, he served his time, and I don't think he's going to do it again. I, I definitely don't think he would do it again. Um, and again, I, I'm going to side with you um, on that he, he should be paroled. Um, obviously, like I said, you've had more time to think this one through than I have, and this is a heavy one. Um, so if my if my views on this one change, I'll let you know. But yeah, I, I do agree that he should be paroled. Um, I do agree that he did do his time. And I do agree that the initial sentencing was a little bit extreme for what his part in this was. Um, 
Um, should he have done 10 years in prison for, for being a part of this group and, and assisting them along the way? I think 30 way? years yes. was fair. I think Honestly. 30 years was okay. Um, but I think, I think based on, based on how he's reacted to the prison system, based on, like you said, he has plenty of support outside of prison. Um, yeah, I think it now is about the time you should probably be letting this guy go live his life and, and trying to. We never say yeah. that, by the way. We're yeah. never like, yeah, don't throw the book at him. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> it's it's hard for me to in this one, but like the more facts that you hear about it, the more um, the more I have a little bit of leniency for this guy, and the more I feel a little bit worse for him. Um, yeah, but I mean, at the end of the day, he did he did lend a hand in some way to some pretty horrific. Crimes. I feel like the law so. that regardless of what you did, you get in that's tro- insane. Like that's, that's yeah, that's, that's incredibly antiquated. unfair. Yeah. That's, that's wild. Not um, even antiquated. That was, that was stupid from the start. So dumb. But all right. Well, I think that's all we have. Where can they is. find us at? They can find <laughs> us on, if they still want to listen to us after I sympathize so hard this episode. Um, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Audible, Amazon, and most other places where you find amazing podcasts, but also us. And you can contact us at maincorpsepodcast at gmail.com. You can contact us on Twitter, Facebook, and if you want to be in charge of our Instagram, let us know. (laughs) All right, perfect. And then uh, remember, the next episode you're going to hear is a short, and I promise we will keep it light and fun. Uh, because I know this one, that this means one hurts. I'm not and allowed to do it. <laughs> the deal is, if you agree with us on what we think, or if you disagree with us, that's totally fine. Yeah, um, let's talk about it. We would it. like to hear why you disagree with us, um, but be polite about it. <laughs> yeah, I am fully open to listening to other people's opinions regarding this because this is it a was tough a one. difficult one for yeah. me to deal with. And I, I think the more I think about this one, the more I'm going to move in the direction that you're already in. Um, because I'm not, I started off gung ho um, after. After the first episode, I, I was like, all right, this guy can't. I'm not letting him out. At the end of the second episode, I feel a little different about it. Yeah. Um, I, I think he should be paroled. I do agree with that. Um, but we'll see if I move to a more extreme case yeah, of I, that later. I just feel like it's unfair for him to be in a situation just because he happened to be involved with the murder of a celebrity's sister. Agreed. That's a little that's wild. That's my biggest issue with it. And I was really ready to be all about, you yeah, throw the book <laughs> at him. All right, guys, this has been Main Corpse. Stay creepy. Stay super creepy. And hopefully by now you've seen us live. Yep. <laughs>